You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Football is back. Well, kind of. Camp starts up this week, so we're getting you ready with an exclusive interview with the Athletics College Football Senior Writer, Chris Vanini. He shares his thoughts on the Chadwell hire, how CUSA breaks down this season, and conference expansion moving forward. Plus, is Liberty on the road to the college football playoffs sooner than we think? You'll hear it here first. It's the Flame Central Podcast, powered by Alcova Mortgage. This episode in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Isn't that how they shot Friends back in the day? Oh, yeah, you know, there was shows. a live yeah, audience. Yeah. What happened to the Brings 90s? The this back. is a live audience. Yeah, right. It, it hey, is. Folks, hey, Jabe, good to see you, brother. <laughs> Steve. Did you Dave, say Jabe? Dave. Dave. <laughs> okay. Justin, uh, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Justin, Dave. Hey, Dave. welcome into Flame Central Podcast, yeah. powered by Alcova Mortgage. Right. As you just heard, football is back, kind of. Yeah, we got camp. Camp, start back. camp back. starting up this week. Camp, baby. It might just be helmets for the first few walkthroughs, whatever, but... Who cares? It's real football. Football yeah. is back, so that's pretty exciting. We have a great guest on today's show, um, the Athletics College Football Senior Writer Chris Vanini. He really gives good. us some great information about not only this conference, yes. but college football playoffs? You talking about playoffs? Playoffs. We're talking playoffs. Playoffs. Did you know, did you know that I was at um, oh, my good buddy Jimmy Kemp, yeah. right? His dad's yeah. Jack Kemp, yeah, right. right, who played for the Bills yeah. and was congressman ran for yeah. pres- actually vice president one day. So. He had passed away, and so we were at his uh, funeral and the yeah. reception afterwards, and Jim Moore was there. How often and do you so, think people do that to him? And Did so you do I'm, that to him? So I'm I'm standing there. I got to start talking yeah. to him. Yeah. Hey, Coach, he said, connection. He used to coach yeah. the USFL. My dad coached in the USFL back in the day. So we, we knew all sort of yeah. the same people connect. So we get talking and everything. And the whole time while I'm talking to him, like, part of me is not even listening. I'm just yeah. going, playoffs? Yeah, playoffs. You're talking about playoffs? Yeah. It's like he an, probably hears that oh, every Oh, like I want to do it so bad, but yeah. I didn't do it. Um, if you aren't aware, we do <laughs> yeah. take your questions, comments, and critiques. It's yes. Liberty. It's Flame. What's oh, the gosh. address? FlameCentralAtLiberty.edu. FlameCentralAtLiberty.edu. Mailbag question coming. FlameCentralAtLiberty.edu. I apologize. We take it very seriously. We send you a mug. You can win a mug. Now, we have a lot of mugs today. You have, uh, you have a we are very of hydrated. You're choice But mugs. we will send you a Flame Central Podcast or, mug if you have a good or question. Or just Yachtop, baby. Yachtop. I well, used to drink out of these right mugs right until Yachtop, one day Joe was like <laughs> yeah. spilling no. it everywhere. No, and he no, was no, so, no, no, he no. looked at me shocked that I actually put my coffee now, in a mug. Now, listen. So that's why I don't use these anymore. You know, but you can should use it. It's a good mug. And you can eat your ice cream out of it, too. That's true. It's very good to eat If you're not a coffee person, good ice cream. Now, listen, we got to really, it's football season seven. So it's time to really pump up the mailbag. Yeah. Let's get these questions rolling in on the mailbag, and then we'll pick them out. And what, do, we do, what, do, what do people want to know about camp? What do you want to know about the football we'll, we'll team? What do you want to know about camp? We got, we got insights. Yeah. We got more scoops than the Cold Stone Creamery. Okay. Um, we have a Joe football 
uh, camp story coming your way. Do you have any good stories from camp? I don't know. Yeah. We're just actually Think dropping about it. this on Think him. about oh, it. Oh, from like yeah, my days. Yeah, from oh, your I've days of camp. Oh, well, let's just. Let's, we'll start with one. <laughs> we'll go <laughs> slow play. Let's do one yeah. every week yeah. for the next, you know. Five, Let me do one five. right now. No, can we get into okay, some of the top camp storylines? Okay. Top, Go, we're doing camp storylines? Love it. Let's go. Camp storylines. First things first, let's talk about what we're most looking forward to coming into Liberty Camp Day, well, it this starts Wednesday. Yeah, this this what yeah, are you most looking forward to, Matt? And you can think of yours. Yeah, okay, yeah. so there's a couple of guys I'm most looking forward to watching yeah. play. Okay, the first one for me is CJ Daniels. Mm. Yeah. You remember, he only played in the four games last year. He's coming back off the knee surgery. Yeah. I'm looking to him to have another, just a, a not breakout season, but I think a lot of people have forgotten about him. He's kind of under the radar. Sticky. This is a guy who's known as Sticky because of those Daniels. good hands. Great he man. had seven receiving touchdowns two years ago. Yeah. And people kind of forget about him. I think he could be the go-to guy in the past game for the Flames this year if, if all his health is right, and it seems to be. I'm excited to see him really take it to another level and, and see that in camp. The other guy I'm excited to watch in camp is Jay Hardy, interior mm. defensive lineman. Yeah. He was the guy Kendy Charles told us is ready to break out. He's a guy that he says has – like NFL draft potential, and yeah. he thinks could be that kind of player. Yeah, he'll make I, him a suit. You're right. He said he's going to make him a suit for draft <laughs> day, right. So I'm excited to see what he can do. We talk about that D-line. There's been a lot of pieces moving around on that defense since last season. I want to see him kind of become that dude in the middle, and hopefully we'll see it early on in camp. So leading up to camp, they do like the football media day where they take all the pictures and right. stuff like that. We are doing some hot seats again this year. And, hot seats, and I was yeah. looking back to an old hot seat hot from, seats. I believe it was yeah. two years ago, of C.J. Daniels. It is incredible how much he's not only like like looks older and is obviously like like a, a young man now. He like came in. He looks so he's like a grown little. Individual. Yes. He's a grown man now, but he is really, really filled out. So I am uh, yeah. looking forward to seeing him as well. Uh, you know, you heard it last week on our Flame Central show episode, Yacht Talk. Yes, The baby. run game being so important. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Quentin Cooley, they call him the bowling ball here yeah. around Pins. campus. I like playing pens. So okay. um, I like really <laughs> looking forward to seeing how Q – you know, makes a difference Not for only this that, offense but who, this Who's season. the other guy? Because we know yeah. they run multiple right, backs. Right, Shedro left. Right. Got yeah. Who's going to be it? Vaughn Blue. We've Vaughn heard a lot Blue. of great things about. But yeah. he's a true freshman. He's true freshman. Now, it helped mm -hmm. that he yeah. was here yeah. in the spring. Mm -hmm. uh, you have the, the kid from Arkansas, the joiner kid that mm -hmm. transferred in. So, like, who's that other guy that's out there with Cooley? Because I think you're right. I think he's going to be that lead guy. Who's, who's that number two guy that's going to be on the field a bunch? Well, right. We, we know this. We know this. In this offense, you need lots of running backs. Yes. And so this isn't going to be a one-guy deal. I mean, this could be a three- or four-guy deal. So all of them are going to step up. Now who's going to end up being the real number yeah. one guy? I think as you progress through the season, then you'll start to see who that is, obviously. But I know Von Blue, that the, the coaching staff is very high on him and how, how talented and, he is. And like we've talked about before, too, with uh, uncertainty at the quarterback position right. at this point, I think especially early on, you're going to see them lean on that run game yeah, even more 100%. to just like, hey, we're not going to make any mistakes through the air. Yeah. We're trying to get a lead, let our defense shut it down and really, really rely on those running backs. Which I think everybody is looking forward to seeing how this quarterback situation, you know, pans out. And that is the number one Because think about line, it, right? JB, I, yeah. I mean, at, how long has it been? He's been here like 18 years or something. Every single year we <laughs> go into Bennett, the season yeah. as a long time. he yeah. <laughs> well, it feels like it. I mean – what has it been, five? This is fifth yeah, year? I feel like year. every single year we've gone into camp 
it, it's like the quarterback position has been, you know, up well, for anyone Malik to take. Last year it was pretty much decided. Yeah. Well, yes. Right. But, but even, I'm just saying his, for JB, yeah. like he has never been given the job. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles, you know, is he going to take it for his final year in a Flames uniform? So. L- listen, I, uh, JB, I'm a huge JB fan. I know you are. I'm a big JB fan. Know. And, you know, you, you take a guy like, you know, okay, is he the greatest passer? Is he the greatest runner? Is he, you know, because you, you get spoiled when you play with a Malik Willis. Sure. Right? And they had buckshot before that, right? You, so you've got these guys that are really good. But you know what? Here's the bottom line. The guy wins. He beat BYU he wins. with Arkansas. He, he blows out That's, BYU. Yeah. yeah. He, he throws three touchdown passes yeah. against Arkansas. And there was always just this thing around it like, oh, is he really our guy or not? Yeah. And I, I think if – if JB now, obviously, there's a lot of other good quarterbacks and some one, one of the four guys that could could win the job, right? But if JB's the guy, there is I have a hundred percent confidence that if he realizes how good he can be, yeah. right? Because he it's he he has things to call on, right? When you're uncertain, like oh, I've never been through the fire before, and I might be a little bit uncertain at quarterback, and things go bad. This guy has faced adversity from his yeah. injury. He's faced adversity at the quarterback position from being benched to coming back in. And he yet still overcomes it and right. wins and wins again. Yeah. So if JB is the guy come week one, I have 100% confidence that he'll do an outstanding job. And here's the other thing, too. Is there, and I, I've said it, too. Talk about the running game. Yeah. Okay. Well, the way this offense are run, so, uh, the way that the offense uh, is run, the, there's so much based upon the reads of – different types of op- options, like who you're reading, the, the end, the outside linebacker, the inside. There's a lot of option reads on this in the RPO game. And so what defenses are going to do is they say, okay, right? You think you're going to run the football, you have to run the football. They're going to force their hand through the reads and making them throw the football. So, yes, we do have to good running game, but at the same time, from the defensive standpoint, they're going to scheme it mm-hmm. where they're going to make the quarterback try to beat you through the air. And until Liberty can prove that they can do that, that's what defenses are going to wait out and see. So I just feel as if the running game is important, but ultimately they may end up having to throw throw the ball just because of where the reads take them. Mm. It'll be interesting. Yeah. But I think that not only you, but his teammates as well, whether it be JB or Caden or whoever um, under center, I, I think Jamie Chadwell will do just fine. They'll do great. They'll I, do great. I, I do think we'll see a lot less back and forth turnover this yeah. year oh it's clear about I, that. I think yes yeah. I think just the motivation and and a long-term approach and all of that I think Chadwell is going to attempt to stick with one guy a lot longer than we saw a year ago with you and, and I think a big part and a big part of like when you look at chat coach Chadwell and you look at Willie Korn as a quarterback coach right a big part of it is not just the t- level of talent for the player at the quarterback position but what kind of person they are individually, how they are in the locker room, what type of lead. There's a lot of weight thrown in their decision-making on those aspects of things. And a huge part of it, I think, is who's the guy that's going to step up and carry himself like he's QB1? Right. I think yeah. I think that is a big that's very important to them to be able to look like this is the guy that's the leader of the team. He acts like it, he looks like it, he acts like it, and he plays like it, like he's QB one. I think that that's in how decision Joe making is. walks around the office yeah. when he yeah. comes like, there, no, there is absolutely yeah. no doubt. But you hear that all the time yeah. from quarterbacks. You say it's like a lifestyle. It's not just yeah. 
during those four quarters, right? The elite quarterbacks, people talk about when they walk in the room, you're like, whoa, this dude, this dude's different. Yes. Like this is a leader. Yeah. Like this is someone everyone looks to. It's not just during the game itself. It's all the time. 100%. All right. Um, Joe, think about that Cam story. We do have a great um, interview with Chris Vanini. He is the college football senior writer with The Athletic talking about Liberty going to college football playoffs. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But do you want to give us a camp story before we? Oh, a camp story. I've got a lot of Wait, camp Wait, was stories. that the most thing thing you're looking uh, most forward to in the, the quarterback situation? Yeah, oh, yes, definitely. I mean, okay. I think that's, you know, everybody. I, I, I also think figuring out the linebacker position is going to yeah. be a big deal. Yeah. Like, like that is potentially with all the people – you know, Mike Smith gone, Ahmad Walker gone. You know, all the different people that are gone, they're so thin, they're all the trans things left. I mean, there's so many things that are question marks there. So how the linebacker position fills out is, is the other thing that I'm really looking forward to see how that how that happens. All right, camp, camp stories. Story. This camp has story. to be pretty uh, – yeah. Remember keep our it, audience. Keep yes. it short. Yeah, I'll keep it short. And keep it the Liberty way. Um, okay, so my rookie year, yeah. and I was playing in the CFL for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And so, you you know, most teams do, like, the songs or you have to sing your fight. You know, okay, like, yeah, yeah. Remember the one Adrian Hutchinson from Michigan did last year when he did the Michael Jackson one? Oh, yeah. yeah. Rookies have to get up. Yeah, rookies yeah, got to yeah, get yeah, the yeah. They do that, right? <laughs> so we did that, but then they also had this tradition in Hamilton that they would pick one rookie, and he didn't know it was coming, yeah. right? And you'd break it down to practice, and they'd pick one rookie, and they would take him and – they would tape them to the goalpost. Oh, okay. And yeah. guess who that happened to be? Oh no! You got you taped. Are, so I got not was only it duck? this is this is no, no they just take your regular ankle tape, right? Oh, this okay. gets yeah. bad, right? Because usually they just tape you to the right. post, right? Well, they had the film where they the thing that that goes oh, yeah, up yeah, and yeah. it film you, right? Yeah. Well, they brought that thing over. They got me on that thing, they and they the they taped me to the crossbar. Oh. Like around, so I was like like horizontal like that, taped around to the crossbar. And so they, that's why you have so and, many injuries and, and, they, and you can't and they run left the mile. Me there. Yeah. Yeah. And they left me there. So you that's, do that now. That's, yeah, you I mean, they, like they're firing head coaches. Yeah, you get fired now. Oh I mean, like, you can't it was all in good time. It, it was a different it, yeah, time. Yeah, nobody, it was yeah, a simpler yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to share the names of who did it? Yeah. I could see this dredge up all this emotion. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You're so strong. All right. Well, while Joe regroups, we're going to. Why? This hurts. That's, Sorry, guys. Yeah, no, All right, good. let's go to our conversation <laughs> with the Athletics' Chris Benini. Okay, so fall camp is starting yeah. this week, which means we got to talk more football. Our guest today, first time ever, yeah. a remote Zoom guest, Zoom, Chris Benini. I mean, he's a senior writer. Yeah. Go ahead. We're like three years post-COVID. We're finally figuring the Zoom thing out. Yeah. We're a yeah. little slow, but we're getting it. We're getting it figured out now. Yeah. It's Zoom, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. good thing Chris isn't slow. National College Football writer uh, for the Athletic. Great to have him on the show, yeah. Chris. We don't take things very seriously around here, so yeah. feel free to, you know, <laughs> okay. whatever, whatever, let it loose, you know, have some fun. Um, we'll start things off yeah. with it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having, thanks for having me, guys. We'll start with the CUSA um, preseason polls, having Liberty second, Western Kentucky taking that top spot, then Middle Tennessee, Louisiana Tech, New Mexico State. Is that how you see this conference shaking out, or uh, what are your thoughts on just those preseason polls? Well, I think there's a clear top two 
in this nine team conference this year, and that is Western Kentucky and Liberty. Western Kentucky has obviously been one of the better conference USA teams for, for quite a while. They return a lot from last year's team while Liberty has a new coach is coming into the conference for the first time. But what would, what Liberty has done for the last couple of years with the coach that they hired in Jamie Chadwell, uh, I think it's pretty clear. Those two are far and away uh, the top two in the conference. Yeah, you talk about that, and I was going to ask you that kind of the tiers in this league. Liberty fans are becoming accustomed with these programs for the first time in many cases. Western Kentucky, we know about Austin Reed, you know, they had the top offensive and defensive player of the year in the preseason for CUSA. Is there a separation there, and how big do you feel like it is in year one for Liberty and CUSA? Well, that's we don't know yet. I, I mean, I don't know yet what quite to expect from Liberty because of a coaching change and because of some player turnover uh, and just being at a conference again and yeah. what that is like and getting used to that for a team that has been independent for a while. I think Western Kentucky, I, I picked number one. Most people, I think, picked number one just because of a lot of proven entities there. But Jamie Tra Chadwell's track record is that he wins everywhere. And, you know, if I, you know, on our podcast, The Athletic, uh, until Saturday, we picked among the new head coaches who was going to have the best first year. And I went with Jamie Chadwell at Liberty just because of the, the relativity of being in a conference that Liberty can win, you know, in that first year. Even if there are some uh, learning curves along the way, I think the depth of the conference is an issue. And that's why just up top, I think Liberty's got a chance to win this league. Yeah, uh, Chris. The aspect of, you know, obviously it being a new league and, and all these new teams, what is a team that maybe we don't know about? Everybody talks about Western Carolina and Liberty Western being the, Kentucky, I'm yeah. sorry, Western Kentucky and, and Liberty being the, being the two, you know, dominant teams. But is there a team out there in Conference USA that it could be the sleeper? Who could potentially be the sleeper? I'm very curious in Louisiana Tech. Second year under Sonny Cumbie as the head coach. They've added Hank Bachmeyer, the longtime Boise State quarterback. Um, he, he's been there for a bit now. And a couple other transfers. The, the defense has to improve. But I think Louisiana Tech offensively takes a step forward and potentially gets into contention for the conference. There's only nine teams. So, I like, you know, there, there's not many other teams you got to leap over. I'm very curious about a year to jump in that system. I think they went three and nine last year, but I like a lot of the changes they've made. So Louisiana tech is my sleeper team in this conference. Oh, yeah. When you look back to Liberty, one of the changes is the scheduling, you know, these midweek games have to be so different, you know, to prepare for the coaches, you know, shifting up their schedules and how they prepare. What are your thoughts on the midweek games? You think that's good for college football? Good for CUSA? It's something Conference USA had to do. Um, their TV situation prior to this current deal that's just starting was kind of a mess. There were games on all different networks, stadium, streaming. You, you didn't know where to find games. So so the new TV deal has CBS Sports and ESPN are, are the main focus there. And you're going to have these midweek games in October. So they're the only midweek games going on other than the NFL on Thursdays. You know, the Mac does November the Sun Belt sometimes does as well but I think this is this is going to get Conference USA back on people's radars I think a lot of people just kind of forgot about Conference USA because it was so hard to find their games uh, having the midweek games having the spotlight to yourself uh, and it's not going to be too cold like in November in the Mac I think it's going to be something a lot of Conference USA fans are going to enjoy 
after, you know, the last handful of years. Yeah, and again, for folks who want to listen to some great college football talk, the Until Saturday podcast, you guys put out a great one today about the new head coaches around college football. With Jamie Chadwell leading this Liberty program, and as Conference USA is today, or what we know will be even next year, what do you see as kind of the ceiling for this Liberty program moving forward with Chadwell at the helm? I mean, moving into the 12-team playoff era next year, I think Liberty has a chance to make the playoff, wow. you know, just to be the top group of five team. And with Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF gone, the ceiling for the group of five is not as high as it was, as in, like, there, there, there's not a handful of teams at the top that are so far ahead of everybody else. I think you'd look at Boise State as a team that could contend for the playoff. Tulane, obviously, with what they did last year, a number of teams in the American. But in terms of the resources and what's available, I would put Liberty in that conversation as well. I, I mean, you'd probably have to go... 11 and one or something like that. But, but you have to be a conference champion to get that spot. And now that Liberty's in a conference, you know, even if it is a, maybe one of the weaker conferences in a group of five, you get a big power five win or, or two in, in the non-conference play. You go undefeated in conference play. That'll get you in the conversation. And I think that new year six spot this year and the playoff spot moving forward is going to be wide open for a lot of schools and Liberty with the resources it has and the coach that it has now, I think is certainly a program that can get into that contention. Do, do you feel, just to piggyback off of that a little bit, do you feel as if Liberty, you know, you look at the old Boise State from back in the day is how long it took them to sort of build their resume in order to get the opportunity to play in Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, do you feel as if a, a school like Liberty, if they were to come out and dominate for a year, could it happen right away or is this a yeah we're going to keep an eye on them win their conference go 11 and 1 or undefeated and it might take two to three years to actually give them the shot to be able to get in the college football playoffs or do you feel as if this could be something that could happen very quickly it depends what happens elsewhere. Obviously, you've got to compete with all the group of five teams in terms of being the top one, but it's a lot better than it was back in the old BCS days because in the original BCS, it was almost impossible for a group of a group of five slash non-BCS team to get in. Then you had to be like in the top 12, I think, to get that spot. Now you just have to be the best one, whatever it is, of the, of the, of the five conference champions out of the group of five, whichever is the highest ranked one is going to be in the college football playoff beginning next year so that's why i think you know it it's not going to take as long as it did look at tulane they went two and ten the year prior one year later they're in the cotton bowl they win the cotton bowl and beat usc because all you got to do is be the best one now so the changes over the last 20 30 years of the postseason has continued to make it more and more favorable for teams outside the power conference just to get in now and that's why i'm really excited about the 12 team playoff because now everybody's got a shot at the beginning of the year to get in the playoff. I think that's going to do wonders for the sport. So I think Liberty, if things click right away, yeah, they can be in that mix. Chris, back to Coach Chadwell. Be honest, what were your initial what was your initial reaction when you found out he was leaving Coastal Carolina to come here to Liberty? I thought it was a huge hire for Liberty and I thought Power 5 teams should have hired him away. Um, you know, he's he's a guy who's won everywhere he's been at every head coaching stop. And he's got a unique style of offense that I think takes advantage of uh, the situation that they're in. So for Liberty to hire him away, I think was a, a, a tremendous hire. I mean, what he did at Coastal Carolina, 
taking over for Joe Mowgli and doing what they did in 2020, 21, 22, developing Grayson McCall into the three-time Sunbelt Player of the Year was uh, a really good job. And so to get him, you know, as opposed to him going, I, I thought, you know, Tennessee could have looked at him, Virginia Tech could have looked at him, various places in in, in recent years. And instead, Liberty's got him. I think that's huge for Liberty and, and, and for him and, you know, what his career aspirations are. Last thing for me, Chris, you know, we talk about Conference USA and what it is now, but very quickly, people are already looking towards what it could become. A lot of questions about who could potentially be added to this conference down the line. How do you view expansion for Conference USA? When do you think that could happen? Who are some candidates that you see on the horizon? Yeah, Commissioner Judy McLeod, you know, told me and told people at, at Media Day last week that ideally they'd probably like to get to 12, which means you have to add two more at some point. As for when, probably not until 2025 at the earliest now, because we're under a year until Kennesaw State comes in next year. As for the possibilities, nobody really stands out yet. The, the potential names that have been around for a while Missouri State, Eastern Kentucky, Tarleton State, maybe Central Arkansas, McNeese State. No, it's, it's not totally clear. And there's potential instantly rule changes that could impact this as well. They're looking at raising the fee to enter FBS to be $5 million to move from FCS to FBS. $5 million fee plus a bunch of scholarship requirements you got to do you got to give out a certain amount of scholarships and, and all this kind of stuff so if you're a school in fcs that isn't resourced very well or doesn't have a ton of money that's going to make it a little bit harder to move up and and judy told me she was not a big fan of that five million dollar fee the, the scholarship part the mental health part that's all fine but she thought it'd be better if you could use that five million dollars to invest in your program as you're moving up so it's still that hasn't been passed yet so it's still kind of to be determined as to who those expansion candidates could be. But I'm not sure there's anyone who totally jumps out yet. And it kind of changes depending on who you talk to really over the last year. Great. Some great information yeah. from Chris Vanini. If you want to follow him on social media, Chris, V-A-N-N-I-N-I. -N -N -I. Basically, the gist of the conversation, Liberty's going to the college football playoffs. <laughs> yeah, so right. thank you so much for breaking that news here on the Flame Central podcast, powered by Alcova Mortgage. We'll catch up with you maybe a little bit later in this season. Um, yeah, thank you so Chris, much again. Hey, Chris, one last thing. I just want to let you know, buddy, your hair looks great today. I, I got a haircut yesterday. Not in preparation yeah. for this. I'm actually going on vacation very soon, but uh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> you need a, a you know, compliment. Yeah. You just got to love the Joe. Yeah. Chris Manini, thanks so much. We'll catch up with you soon. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. I just broke the news to Joe Yock, or actually not Warner did, <laughs> that the expansion doesn't happen until 2024. Oh, However, I was all excited. The Liberty Flames are well on their way. Apparently. Yes. Yeah. No. Are we? Yes. Do we agree with this? Um, you know. Yeah. I mean, Joe's been saying it. Like, like he thinks. You know, he's been saying it's a very real possibility. And yeah. I think that Jamie Chadwell said it his first press conference here, and that's what stood out to us that day was how quickly, yeah. as a head coach, for you to throw out the gauntlet right away and be like, "This is the plan." Yeah. Right. We're going to go to the playoff. This is what we're aiming for, to put out that lofty of a goal right away. I think everybody thinks it's, it's in play. And now that you're in Conference USA, you're in a position you haven't been in before uh, with a playoff format that hasn't existed before. Yeah, I think that should be the goal.
I was a little surprised at how he, how he said how quickly it could happen. Like, but if you're the best, yeah, yeah. If you're the best, and that's what the slots are are made for. Uh, but at the same time, man, I I just think that it is going to take time to build a resume to be able to put you in position. The, the question will be from too, a national ranking standpoint. because yeah, I think I think there's importance placed on those non-conference games. Yeah, right. Because especially if Conference USA isn't as strong, and he was saying, Chris was saying, like outside of Liberty and Western Kentucky, he feels like it's pretty weak the rest right. of the way. Right now, as it yeah. stands right now, if it doesn't get stronger. Well, yeah. then you better have some just killer non-conference yeah. wins to boost that resume or else everybody does the old, like, who have you played, right? Uh, it's a weak, weak you know, schedule, weak conference, non-con. like, who have and you played? And that's well-deserved. Yeah, so you got to beat somebody. I mean, you got to beat somebody. Like, go back to the whole Boise State thing is, like, they got in to play Oklahoma that one year. Remember they ran the statue yeah, oh, later pass? Beautiful. beautiful. Then yeah. the guy asked the, the girl, girl to marry him right, there, after the right after it was after oh, touchdown. Like yeah. But it took Boise – years to build their resume where they even considered for that and then I don't know what their schedule was that year but I think that might have been, no was they played Virginia Tech but you know I think they had to have some of those out of conference yeah. you know type of wins in order to have the opportunity to do that but and you so, think about how do you solve that right. problem they're, right they're like that's how do you solve it that's out of conference. as far yes. as like scheduling yeah that's the way yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 right, right this year Right. Well, yeah, you need a couple of those games like you had last yes, year on the schedule. You, you need right? an Arkansas. Yeah. You need a BYU. Yeah. You need something like that in order to – I mean, because the other teams out there that do play them and, and go undefeated and win, even if they're in a weaker conference, if they have that on the resume, yeah. they got the argument. Yeah. They're going to win the argument yeah. from a national ranking standpoint. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting, but, you know, I'm going – I'm I'm – going with the fact that we're going to the playoffs <laughs> let's, next yeah, year. Let's, I'm already packing my bags. You know what? So. I'm just trying, I just focus win the day. That's all just I'm worried about. Oh, you whatever. worry about the future. Whatever. I'm just trying one to win the ball. day. But well, when you look at like other group of fives um, and like the resources, the support that you have from athletic and, and like a winning coach, I know we can't talk about yeah. recruiting, but it doesn't yeah. seem like that has been an issue since this no. new staff has been on board. So I... I'm not saying it's not possible. No, so and, and going to back to what Chris said, and we we hyped up his podcast a little bit until Saturday podcast. They talked about what Chadwell did at Coastal with he's one of the lowest paid right. coaches, group of yeah. five. He was the lowest paid coach, and I think it was in 2021 whenever. Like, to I go from that to what right? he has now in terms Crazy. of resources yeah. and commitment from the university and staff and all of that. Like podcasts. it's it podcasts, podcasts. obviously <laughs> mortgage he companies. Yeah, um, but like yes, you think about yes. it seems like it seems like the right coach, the right place, the right resources. Like there's no reason why you would well, say or glaring reason why you'd say that can't happen yeah. or that shouldn't happen. Well, here, here's a perfect example. I mean, you look at what 2021. I can't remember the year, but when they went undefeated, yeah. you know, they're in. I mean, if there was if there was a playoff format, then Coastal Carolina Go, gets right, in, right. is in just like yeah. Cincinnati, right? They're in. Well, Cincinnati did it when. But but I mean, what, what kind of schedule is Coastal playing? I mean, it they wasn't got anything. BYU right at the end, but I, I don't remember if that was a rescheduled COVID deal. Remember they roughed up uh, your boy uh, Zach. Uh, what's the oh, quarterback? Oh yeah yeah yeah. With the yeah. Jets, that's flopped. Yeah, yeah Wilson. Sort of, yeah, Zach Wilson. They yeah. just put it to him. 
But yeah, no, I, it's all there. It's all there. Yeah. Um, we'll turn to the NFL for just yeah. a moment. But before we get there, I want to tease and end the fire. You guys oh, know yeah. that we go oh, it's in, the in the fire. It's like a behind the scenes feature oh, wait, that we do each home game of the season well sometimes you got to get in the fire sometimes, sometimes you got to do a bonus edition we yeah. did an in the fire for summer oh. workouts we had chad scott on yes. um when someone was on vacation yes. uh yeah. great conversation with him but we go in the fire with chad scott and the strength staff some really cool awesome. stuff uh you don't want to miss something that they Maybe finished out today yeah, That's might be plan. coming really? out. Maybe coming out on your social media. So, so check that. Liberty football. Really, really cool. Really, really cool. Shout out that, to if Donald you aren't Scott. ready for camp, yeah, you'll be ready. if you're not locked in, yeah. you watch this. Yeah. Coach Scott's gonna get you locked it's in. It's an all access. He pass. ends yeah. it with yeah. something so motivational that I have to turn to things like that instead of uh these two. Uh Demario <laughs> Douglas yeah. is taking reps. With the first team at one? Demario Douglas has, been, for multiple days, been taking reps with the first Who's team your in New England that? Patriots camp. Uh, Everybody. You're talking about Patriots reporters. You're telling me this is on the World Wide Web It is right on now. the World Wide Web. You go to AOL.com. And you, you search find it. Demario <laughs> Douglas. You listen to that. The whole, like, modem, modem. Oh, you tell, you tell yeah, Reese, get off the phone, Reese. I'm on the internet. Yeah. Like, you do all that. Deal. I'll find right, it. Right. You will find it. That's he's been running with the first team. He, they've been working him yeah. a lot in punt return, which we expected. Yeah. Uh, so he's really turning heads. Look at that. Here's to be saying all the right things. I saw him in a press conference where he said, like, he was really focused on watching Wes Welker, Julian Edelman film, and trying to learn from what those guys did. So he's yeah. saying all the right things, oh, yeah. right? Love that. Yeah. Uh, I need to get up to Boston, Boston. and pack my car yeah. outside. You're a big pretty good. Boston. Oh, She's I am already You know the streets of Boston, don't you? I have called yeah. dibs. Like you, well, you, that's not in Boston, but Gillette uh, Stadium is a little bit of a... Here's my concern. He's wearing number 60. And that's great. Should Yeah. What is that? That's a that's a that's a Belichick thing. I'm sure. Like, you think? Yeah, rookie guy. Don't give him a good number. Okay. Throw sixty on him. See if he can earn a strike. Because don't 100%. you now? I believe now 100%. you can wear any number. Now right? you can. It's just what weird. if he? You're ran kidding a, me. No, no, no. They changed it. That's why you see like yeah. a lot of D linemen wearing like single digits. You and can, stuff. You can wear like can a receiver wear number sixty? Actually I don't know. In a that's game? what I'm gonna say. I'm pretty no sure. way. I'm pretty sure. Okay. You Could you what? imagine no. if he did that though? That would be genius. It would be genius. Yeah. Well, it would be a real man of genius. Um, really looking forward to seeing if he can. Well, are you, are you googling this? Do we need to? Hey, you know what? Just go back to college football. You know what? Uh, new rule. Do you know the new rule? Well, Kendy Charles is nine. Well, I know well, the, the defensive line. I'm talking about receivers. Do you know that they're not stopping the clock after first downs anymore? This year in college football. I know they're trying to speed short, it up. Did, did they, did so they, no, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Okay, so maybe they've changed it to where guys can wear zero. So I don't know if he can actually wear 60 moving forward. I don't believe I don't believe he now can. No, he can't. No way. No way, Jose. No way. That would okay. look ridiculous. Um, and then, uh, you know, some great feedback from uh, Coach Rabel on Malik Willis. So we'll see how Titans camp continues yeah, to he's, unfold. He's, he's wait, wait, wait. What did Rabel say about Willis? Um, glaring improvement, I Really? Right? Was it glaring improvement? Yeah, glaring improvement. Okay, so, here's the official. Let me, right. I just want to sort this out. Right, sort it Wide out. receivers oh, are permitted to wear numbers. He's good at Zero so to 49. Yeah. And 80 to 89. Yeah, see. Before, they could only wear from 10 to 19 or 80 to 89. So he could wear 49 if he wanted to That'd go with that. That would be a weird number. That would be a weird number, but he can't wear the 60 moving forward. So there you go. Okay. There you All go. Right. Are we settled? We settled that. We okay. Settled that. Um, yeah. Mailbag. Let's get to Every some mail time. Every time I make this mailbag. 
That's good. All right, one mailbag question. Again, flamecentral at liberty.edu. Yeah, send us go. your, start, start send your camp, questions. camp questions. Let us know. Our buddy Reese sent us a question. And this Reese. Is, Reese, this is actually Where's a question yep. we have gotten a lot, and, and it's flattering. It's, it is. It is. Uh, he was asking, oh, what gosh. games are we broadcasting? <laughs> what football games are we calling? Yeah. I have no yes, idea. Yes, you do. A lot yeah, of people have yeah, asked yeah, this, yeah, yeah. and it is flattering. I appreciate that everyone cares so much. So we have three, well, right? It sounds like we have three. It might not be flattering. Like, well, do the, oh, that's true. Oh, could be the Maybe other he's asking Maybe because he's like, like, boy, you guys are Hey, really, uh, which ones are you? I'll yeah. go to those. I'll yeah. stay yeah. home and watch I'll the other ones. Radio. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's it. That that's true. Check Fair please. point. Alan York does uh, a great job. Yeah, that's right. We're, we are calling New Mexico State week two. We know that's locked Diego. in. September Diego The return of Diego Pavia. I think we covered that, didn't we? Go. Didn't we? Yeah, we covered that. And at this point, we may potentially be calling. You have to jump all the way ahead to mid-November. Old Dominion oh. and UMass. So the 11th and 18th. Those are not set in stone. You know what but that it's means, looking Stanley like we Austin? might be. I'm taking every Friday off. Oh. We will not see a lot of Emily Austin uh, this fall. <laughs> so... You know what? I'm just joking. This is the, the downside to moving up. Really, we're the only ones that suffer, right? Yeah, we the, suffer. The, the more high-profile the program becomes, yeah. the more we suffer. But that's that's the that's life. That's life. We're awesome. Well, thanks happy. so much for listening yeah. or watching. Thanks again to Chris Vanini for joining the yeah. show. Hopefully, we can catch up with him as the season continues. Yeah. Um, we're doing some pregame show stuff with Liberty Football, so hopefully he can join for some of those shows as well. You got anything else, Joe, Matt? Listen, listen, listen. Oh if, if you're out there and you yeah. think, you know, I might be looking to buy a house. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, and I, I say, you know what, who should I call? Right. You just go on the Google machine. Joe Yock, J-A-U-C-H, Alcova Mortgage. Call me up. We'll have a good conversation. And you'll get power. Joe, what about interest Simple. rates? Well, what about them? Interest rates. I hear all up, this but, negative but, stuff. Is it fake news? Hey, hey, is it real? What is it? Listen, marry the house. Okay. Buy a house you love. Yeah, right. Buy the house you love. Marry the house. You date the rate. That's it. Marry the house. Date the rate. They're, they're going to come back down eventually. Yeah. Right. And 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 then we'll refi you. It, give me something hard because this is too easy. We'll see you right back here <laughs> next week for another edition of Flames Central Podcast, powered, powered. by this guy Alcova Mortgage. See ya.